Welcome to Connect the Dots podcast, presented by Nine Dots and hosted by Jeffrey Klein. We share stories and explore their power to impact others. Our aim is to share some edutainment, to give some useful nuggets that can be applied to your business while also entertaining you. Thank you for listening. Here is your host, Jeffrey. My guest today is Vincent Ball, an award-winning Belgian artist and filmmaker and doodler. He studied film and directing at St. Lucas School in Brussels, and his third-year short film, Anne Z, was selected and won awards at several film festivals. He directed The Bloody Olive, which won more than 20 awards at film festivals around the world. Vincent's continued his work on shorts, features, and commercials. Vincent also found success with his incredible, unique, shadow-inspired doodles. He has gained popularity for creating artwork based around shadows cast by everyday objects. He has an Etsy store where prints and postcards are available for purchase of his Shadowology, which has also been turned into a book. Please welcome Vincent Ball. Hi, nice to be here. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. I, uh, you are... Currently in Antwerp, I understand. Antwerp, at home. Uh, very nice. And and how is it? How is the weather there? I, I'm not sure what Europe's weather is like at these this time of year. It's very strange. I mean, today is the first day of autumn, and and this morning it was raining, pouring. It was terrible. But then during the day, the sun came out a little bit. Uh, but it's. Uh, I mean, I think we're glad to have a little rain after the very hot summer. So. Yeah, well, I, don't I, I lived in Manchester, England, where rain is its general state of being. So I like variety. You know, in Philadelphia, we have the seasons, which I very much like. Mm-hmm. I like autumn as well. So I'm, I'm over happy. Yeah, my favorite season is autumn. Um, so I'm going to ask you some questions of kind of about story, uh, about yourself, uh, and then we'll ask you to just share a story with us. So let's. I like to start at the beginning. Where were you born, and what did your parents do for a living? Um, I was born in uh, Ghent, which is a city close to Antwerp, where I live now. And um, my mother, actually, she uh, created a theater. She was one of the first people in Belgium to work with uh, young people, with children, and create uh, theater plays with them. And I was one of those kids who were on stage when I was, uh, when I was young. So that was uh, well, quite a unique uh, youth, I think. We, we, we performed uh, in, in Belgium and we went abroad. We went to the States, we went to Italy to, to, to play. Due to that, I also played in a few uh, like minor roles in a few films, so I, I got to know what a, what a film set was like. So storytelling was pretty much uh, started from a very young age. And you know, was, was there someone who you know, inspired you? Was it your mother or someone else in your family that was a really great storyteller? And kind of what made them, made them so good? Yeah. Well, I mean, my father, he died when I was quite young, when I was 13. But, and I, I never really, he worked something cultural, but also on a ministry, on a, for the government. So he did also courses with, uh, with students and everything. He was, he liked stories, but I think my mother mainly, she was the one who, who told us story, bedtime stories that she always invented from scratch. So we had this one hero called uh, Yap, which is a bit like John. And every night she would uh, tell us these stories, which were quite amazing. And uh, for me, they were 
I could, I could really picture them when she was telling them. So that was great. Uh, I think main. I think she's like the the first storyteller in my life, probably. And what made her such a good storyteller? I, I was thinking about this. What makes a good storyteller? I think one thing that makes a storyteller is that these people all have a very unique voice. That there's something in the way they tell stories that that is uh, only they could tell them that way. I mean, that's something that always attracts me. I mean, and there, after my mother, there there were so many people in the, in the likes of... The, Belgium has a very big um, comic uh, tradition. Mm-hmm. So I was really an addict to comics. And I was drawing them when I was a kid as well. And I went to all these um, fairs where you can meet the authors and get little drawings from them. And so, and, and so of course, Belgium has Hergé, but also... I don't know if you would know anything about this, but like Franquin, you have Suskin and Wiske... We're close to Asterix. Mm-hmm. I was read, uh, reading a lot of books as well when I was young. And uh, I had the pleasure uh, when I was uh, 30 to make a, a, a film, a feature film, about one of, based on one of the books that I really loved when I was a kid, which is uh, Miss Minus. And it's a story about a, a cat who turns into a woman. And my mother had read this story to me. And I, I, had, I had seen the picture. I had seen the film. So now... When I was 30, I was able to to make that film and let other people see it the way that I saw it. And that's based on a very, very good um, Dutch writer called Annie M.K. Schmidt, who is a bit like the Dutch uh, Roald Dahl, who I mm-hmm. also admire, of course. Yeah, and these people, they all have the, the, the talent for creating a world, a world that you can really step in as a listener or as a viewer. They have good characters, good stories, but I think what I'm always looking for is to hear that specific voice of the of the author to to have that certain intelligence, humor, uh, and atmosphere. I think atmosphere is very important in the story. When you talk about voice, that makes me think you know not just in terms of it's about having a, a very specific perspective on the story that they're telling so that, you know, there are lots of stories that people can tell, but it, the voice has to do with the fact that people are giving their perspective and, and kind of channeling the story from how they, how they view things. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so they can add a little layer of, of making it a little funny when it's actually a bit sad or, or vice versa. And, and that, that I always love this sort of mixture of mm. mixed emotions. And it's not only one thing. Uh, now, we have a lot of people who are listening that uh, work in business, and one of my kind of theories and philosophies is that, you know, stories are important for businesses. What are your thing in your kind of work, have you found any, you know, doing commercials in particular, um, that there, it's important to be able to tell a story for business? Yeah, I think it's easier to relate to, to a story because it becomes more personal. Uh, and I was thinking about this. I mean, why... Of course, a brand like Apple is very good because it creates a certain community, right? And it has the story they started in the garage and now they're, they, they invented all this stuff. So that makes it attractive. It's not, um, not just a gray building. You, you hear characters, you hear development, you hear obstacles, all the elements of a good story. And I'm curious about your take on this, uh, especially someone who's so adept at telling stories. Do you think that being good at telling stories is a skill that can be developed, or do you have to have innate talent for it? I think it's not a black and white uh, answer to that question, because 
everyone can develop their skills and you can always learn a lot about the craft of, of doing stuff. I mean, I'm a, I'm a teacher at a film school in, in Ghent. Mm-hmm. If I would believe I could help these students develop their storytelling skills, I wouldn't do it. Right. I think it helps to, to read and look and I look a lot at the way stories are constructed and what makes a good story. And, and you can learn a lot from that. At the same time, there are some people who are just born storytellers who are just, they, they start telling something and, and it's interesting. And sometimes they break all the rules that you learn about and still it's very interesting. So I guess you have to be a bit lucky with that as well. I think, yes, I, th- I think there's definitely, there's, you can develop the skills, but there's also using your natural strengths. There are some people that just are naturally better storytellers um, and, and, and so, because there are, I mean, there are a lot of rules about storytelling, but if you follow all these rules, sometimes, um, it can get a bit stale. And I think the one thing when I speak about the voice that you hear in the storytelling, it's, it also has to do with authenticity that you believe the storyteller that it's, it's, it comes from somewhere because I think we want to hear stories and because we want to learn something about what it's like to be a human being. No, that, that's what I'm always looking for. It touches me when I recognize something in somebody's story. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a talking about in the business context that, you know, you're really trying to tell these stories to make people feel something. And that's the emotional component that you're trying to tap yeah. into. And um, so you, you mentioned Apple, who is definitely one of the brands that people talk about in terms of the way they've created their brand and, and through the power of their storytelling. Is there another brand that you can think of that you think tell effective stories? And, and what do you think is it that makes that effective? I, I, there was a brand here in, in, I don't know if they're in, in the States as well. Uh, they make smoothies. Are they call in, innocent smoothies. Yeah, we have innocent. Okay. Well, they have these little texts on the bottle that the little jokes, little silly stuff that was really instead of reading ingredients, you read something really funny on this bottle. And that, that really appealed to me a lot because it also felt like these were just some guys who making these smoothies and selling them to you. It, it became very personal. Mm. At the same time, when you see them at all the, bre- uh, all the Starbucks afterwards, the, these smoothies, it gets a little less authentic or less believable. Mm. But that, that's really, if you look at the... the I mean, I think there's a difference in the way that you see the brand and also the story that the brand can tell. Because in in advertising, it's very much about uh, telling a story and making you want something on an emotional level Mm. so that you feel, ah, if I I buy this uh, hot chocolate, I will buy happiness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you see a picture of a... That's what does it effectively. That's the goal, right? Yeah, that's the goal always, and and you know that you you want when you see a picture of a father and his children uh, on a rainy day having a hot chocolate together. You say that's what I want, and I will achieve that uh, by buying that hot chocolate. So, yeah. Well, it's keeping a lot of us in business by being able to try and craft those stories. But I, I really believe the the element that you said that I think is super important is about being authentic. And you know, as consumers, uh, I think would you agree that people more than ever are able to see and need transparency from brands. I think so. I think that they're less, uh, I mean, the, the bullshit commercials from the 70s wouldn't work nowadays. I mean, people want something else now. Also mm-hmm. because everything is so, first of all, we see so many commercials now. 
and we're so over i mean there were there's a constant uh, flow of images that that we try to avoid actually <laughs> so it has to be good for us to stop and look at it huh? it has to relate to us i think that's another thing in telling a story mm. you have to there's, there has to be some sort of hook where you recognize something and then it's unexpected at the same time. And if you can get a combination of those two elements, I think it's the same in my, in the, the, in my, the shadowology doodles that I do. Mm. If, if you recognize the, the object, the, rec- the more recognizable the object is, and then something unexpected comes out of it, the, the better I succeed, I think. I agree for sure. Speaking of that, uh, so now I'm at the stage where I'd love you to kind of share a story uh, of you, of when you or someone you know sort of connected the dots. So I think uh, all my life I've been drawing. Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a comic strip artist, but uh, then I thought oh, it's going to be so lonely to do that. So I decided to come become a film director. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes making films also means you have to write them. And at some point in May 2016, I was uh, working on a script for a, a children's movie with a, about a rather famous Belgian singer. And it didn't go so well, so I was sitting behind my desk a little frustrated, and the sun was shining outside. And uh, the sun was shining on my desk, and it made a shadow of, a, of an, a teacup that I bought a few months before on a trip in Vietnam. And the shadow looked a lot like an elephant. So I, I said, oh, I'm all, it's always more interesting to draw than to write for me. <laughs> so <laughs> I started drawing this little elephant. And as we live in screen-addicted times, I took a picture. I, I uploaded it to Facebook or Instagram. And people really liked it. And and so the whole start of this shadowology, shadowology thing was a, really a coincidence. But at the same time... I was kind of preparing for it, I think, my whole life in that I'm always drawing a little bit. I, I'm always taking pictures because I have this schooling as a, as a film director. So all these elements that I've been working in in my life came together at that point. And uh, for me, it was a little bit unexpected to see how, how well people reacted to this uh, because I get people now are following me on Instagram from all over the world and I get reactions from them. And it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, and, and I'm a, a huge fan of them, and, and hence why I reached out to you originally. And and I, I like that I'm able to, to share them both, you know, from my company's you know social media, but just personally, I show them to my kids who love them. And and there's just something I think about you capturing that story in that image, that both the creativity in in capturing again something unexpected uh, from something rather ordinary, whether it's the object and, and just the shadow. Um, and I, I love it. So thank you so much, Vincent. Is there uh, anything people need to know about, you know, kind of where Shadowology is going or, or when other projects you're working on that you want to share with us? You've been really uh, – I appreciate the fact that you've come on, and I just want to make sure if there's anything that you're promoting or you want to share uh, that we do so. No, well, I mean, just check out my, my Instagram page. I, I'm um... – preparing new prints that come out i think next week will that i I like them very much and i'm also uh i'm doing a little crowdfunding campaign soon because i'm uh we're finishing a short film that i did that combines live action and shadowology animation and we need uh, a bit more money so 
all contributions will be welcome. But you'll, you'll find out on my Instagram page about uh, that. Well, I'll make sure that we include all that in the show notes as well so that people have the links to the crowdfunding and to your Instagram because um, it's it's wonderful art and, and inventive and, and something I think people really enjoy. Uh, so I, with pleasure, will want to share that. Uh, I want to, again, thank you for taking the time to, to share your thoughts, not just on story, but also your own story of Shadowology, uh, which was, it's a wonderful story, and it's creating all these pieces that people can appreciate uh, beyond the, uh, the initial time that you created it. Uh, I want to just say from from the United States, it's great to be able to connect with someone. I love that technology enables us to do this. Uh, and, and there's ways that we can do it despite the fact that we're not very close geographically. Um, so thank you very much. And I want to just thank you especially for helping us connect the dots. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it of value. I would super appreciate if you would subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It would be amazing if you could leave a review, comment, and share. Share and show you care. Check out Nine Dots Podcast for more great episodes. Remember, story matters. Thanks again for helping me connect the dots.